We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Part two of the DFS OGs podcast. As promised, they didn't fire us after part one. So something must have went right there. We're back to cover the late slate, the four o'clock games. We've got four of those. We've got the Sunday night hammer, Chicago and Green Bay. And as always on week one, the double Monday night games. And we're going to wrap this baby up with our bold calls. We'll get to that at the end. But guys, let's get back into the games here. Let's get it started with Kansas City and the Chargers, another game that, you know, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch here. Chop, let's get started with you. Kansas City's defense, I think, is something we're going to want to attack all season long. So, ton of interest in the Chargers side. Chiefs, not so much. You know, I don't know what to do here with Kansas City. So, break it down for me. Can we play some Chiefs in this matchup? Oh, man. You know, I've been going back and forth with this one uh, for a while now. When I first started to look at rosters two weeks ago and just, you know, vaguely play around with it. I really wanted to game stack this thing. But then the more you start looking at that Chargers defense, you think, man, this might not be the week to load up on Chiefs. They've got a – Chargers got a lot of answers for these guys, man. And uh, Chargers got a sneaky good defense this week against a, a quarterback. Like, I know he's made one start last year, but that was like week 17 against a team that didn't care anymore. So – you know, basically, this guy's a rookie, Mahomes. Uh, real first big-time action here. And Chargers got a great pass rush and a good secondary. This is a rough one for the Chiefs. So, I'm not sure how much I'll have. If I'm taking anybody here, my, the one guy that stands out is Kelsey. He's pretty much matchup proof. I'm good with that. Tyreek Hill can get behind any secondary. So, maybe he hits a home run for you. Uh, other than that, I'm a little leery of Kansas City. And for L.A., yeah, I, I like them all, man, but the problem is I think you got to narrow your, your choices down. Keenan Allen's been awesome since the day he stepped foot on the NFL field. You know, any year he's been healthy, he's gotten over 100 targets, and uh, he's just a monster. Uh, but he's got some company there now. Mike Williams looks to be healthy this year. He was the rookie who got hurt last year. Tyrell Williams is a nice secondary option. 
Melvin Gordon catches the ball out of the backfield. There's a lot of weapons there. I'll absolutely have plenty of pieces of this Chargers offense. It's just a matter of uh, which one goes off in this game. I, I definitely think one of them has a big game. Yeah, I mean, there's, like you said, a ton of guys. I love Melvin Gordon in the spot as well. 6,800 on DraftKings uh, feels too cheap. I mean, David Johnson's 8,800. Melvin Gordon's 6,800. And we know he's going to be more involved in the passing game. Love those Williams is the problem is, Chop, they brought in a guy older than us to, to come back and play in Antonio Gates. So any interest in the old man to maybe find the end zone? No, I'm, I'm out on Gates. I uh... – he uh, – there's another guy I think we'll talk about later. I'm not sure. But he's the kind of guy here at Gates who his absolute upside, I think, is getting you uh, two touchdowns. If you're very, very lucky, you'll get two touchdowns. That would be great. Most likely scenario, one touchdown. But there's no upside to go along with it. He's not going to get peppered with targets anymore. He's not going to get you a, an 80-yard receiving game anymore. So – touchdown or bust and I, I can live with fading that 100 percent. yeah I agree I mean 2600 is, is a nice price on him but you, you're really playing for the touchdown there which is what you want with a cheap t- tight end but you know I don't know that he's going to just come in and he knows the offense and all that but what kind of shape is he in all that good stuff so if you really need a 2600 dollars tight end I guess but uh, not a ton of interest for me either Derek same questions for you Kansas City I think there's going to be a ton of spots where we play Mahomes and Hill and Kelsey and Hunt and Watkins. This is a phenomenal offense. Can we do it here against the Chargers, one of the best defenses in the league? I don't think I can. I think Mahomes is going to be interesting the rest of the year. It's a guy that I'm pretty high on, a dual-threat quarterback. Uh, I always like to target those guys in DFS, but really tough spot for him on the road against an aggressive defense. If the Chargers build a lead, I think they're just going to, you know, send all the pressure his way. So I think the Chargers defense is actually a pretty nice value play, especially over on DraftKings. But Tyreek Hill, I do have a little bit of interest in him in tournaments. I know we don't like to rely on, you know, past performance against a specific team, but in his two meetings against the Chargers last year, uh, five catches for 77 and a touchdown, and then he had uh, five for 88 and a touchdown. So like Chubb mentioned, he can get behind any secondary. Always love him in tournaments. Don't think a lot of people are going to look his way uh, for week one. Kareem Hunt, I just like other options around him. We're going to get to one running back in particular that uh, you know I'm pushing all my chips to the middle of the table in uh, with. So, for me, probably not a ton of Kareem Hunt. And I agree with you guys on the Chargers. Great spot for them. Phillip Rivers is a guy that's just constantly underowned in DFS. I don't know why, but people hate to play him. I like pairing him up with Keenan Allen. Uh, he's one of my favorite receivers uh, of the slate. And if we like the Chargers, then we've got to like Melvin Gordon. I think Austin Eckler is going to eat into his share a little bit uh, in games where they're going to be trailing, but I don't expect that to be the case this week. We know Gordon. They just give it to him uh, when they're down near the goal line. So uh, Gordon, Rivers, Allen, uh, I'm going to be playing all three of them uh, quite a bit this week. One thing before we move on, you know, just looking at spreads, and this spreads just seemed a little bit low to me. Chargers minus yeah. three at home. Any concern there? Because sometimes – Spreads can look off, you know, and I, I to me, San, the San Diego, the Chargers should win this game pretty handily, but clearly the books don't agree. So any concern with that one? We don't have a ton of interest in the Chiefs, but Vegas sees a close game here. What do you guys think on that? For me personally, I think it's, I think it looks about right on the money. You know, they usually have a lot of respect for Andy Reid. So, I mean, on the road like that, I think it's a pretty, I think it's a pretty fair line. I wouldn't have expected it to be very much more. All right, Derek, same boat. 
Yeah, I mean, in general, the home team gets about three points from Vegas. So uh, if you think these teams are a pick them on a neutral field, then it's pretty fair. But I would think it would be a little higher. I kind of agree with you, Ben. All right, next game for us, Seattle going into the Mile High City of Denver to take on the Broncos. Broncos home favorites, of course. My boy, the Rolls-Royce. Royce Freeman's going to get unleashed here against the, the Seattle Seahawks. So, shop, Denver, uh, obviously a, a remake of an offense. You bring in Case Keenum. You bring in Royce Freeman. We know the weapons at receiver are legit in Thomas and Sanders. You add some more rookies there. Seattle, though, what what can we do there? We know Russell Wilson can be a, a, a guy that can do it all on his own, but I'm having a hard time having much interest in this Seattle team here. I think Denver rolls in this one, and I think it's on the back of Royce Freeman. Chop, what do you think happens here in Denver? Whew, I could see this thing being a blowout, and uh, I know the, the spread's telling us it's a close game, but they're not always right. I just I think they're giving a lot of uh, credit to Seattle this year. And I think we're all going to soon find out that this might not be a very good team at all. So uh, on offense, I think they're going to struggle here against this defense. Their best weapon in the passing game is Doug Baldwin. Not only is he hurt, but he's going to lock horns with uh, arguably the best slot cornerback in all of football. So if you're going to take away Wilson's favorite target and there's no Jimmy Graham anymore and, you know, his second and third wide receivers aren't that good. They don't have a good running game. They're going to rely on Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, and a bad offensive line. I, I'm going to. I'm probably going to fade Seattle's offense altogether. And uh, I think that them not scoring could lead to a blowout and could could hurt the chances of Keenum and Demarius and Sanders going off. And I'm with you. I think Freeman. It looks like a really good play because of that. I think it's going to be a blowout in favor of uh, of Denver myself. So Freeman is my play here. Yeah, I mean, if, if I'm betting on games, which I damn will be when I'm in Vegas this it's weekend. It's legal I mean, now. It's legal now, man. That's, that's right. So Denver is easily my favorite pick of the week. You know, I was I was watching the new show on Roto-Grinders, and they brought up a good point as well, is that if you look at Denver at home over the last, I don't even know how long, but they've won something like 85 or 90% of their home games in September for some reason. So it was a very interesting stat, and I just think, like you said, I think they roll in this game. I don't think Seattle very good. And Seattle, easy fade for me as well. Derek, any interest for you on Seattle? Because, again, it's Russell Wilson. You know, it's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Any interest there? But thoughts on Denver? You can go with the running game, go with the passing game. I think you can go with both. So where do you come out in this one? I definitely think these teams are trending in opposite directions. The Seahawks, you know, their defense isn't what it used to be. They lost Jimmy Graham, Paul Richardson. Doug Baldwin says he's 80 to 85% healthy. Tyler Lockett's a little bit banged up. I mean, Chris Carson's going to be their starting running back. Just a lot to dislike about this Seahawks offense right now and their defense, to be honest. Um, so yeah, I'll, I agree with you. I like the Broncos as a bet, uh, minus three. I think that's a really good uh, bet if you're, if you're doing that. And it sounds crazy, but I actually don't hate Russell Wilson. Uh, if you're playing him naked, don't really want to pair him up with any of his receivers. But this is a game where I could just see him dropping back a bunch and you know, making a lot of plays with his feet. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see him have 100 yards rushing. We've seen him do that in the past. And the Broncos are going to try to get a lot of pressure on him, so I think he's going to be outside of the pocket quite a bit. As far as the Broncos, love Freeman. Now that he's been named the starter, I think 4500 is a great price for him. Uh, for me, if Le'Veon Bell comes back, then I'll probably be uh, playing Freeman instead of uh, James Conner. Same price, so you can just swap those two out um, pretty easily. 
Uh, I'm higher on this passing offense with Case Keenum at the helm. He's definitely favored Emmanuel Sanders so far uh, in the preseason. So I like him as a, a nice value playing cash games. I think he's 5K over on DraftKings. And Emmanuel or Demarius Thomas, he's always got you know some upside. But for me, I'm probably just going to be playing Sanders and Royce Freeman. All right, let's move on. Next game, we got Dallas and Carolina. Carolina, small favorite at home here against the Cowboys. And Derek, is this your push all the chips in the middle spot? It is. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Uh, I thought so. <laughs> I mean, oh, man. He had, like, the 20th most targets. Christian McCaffrey is who we're talking about. Uh, 20 most targets of any player in the NFL last year. And now they're saying they want to give him 25 to 30 touches a game. Uh, against the bad Cowboys defense at home, uh, and he's going to be getting a lot of you know, rush attempts as well. So, yeah, at this price point, 6400 on DraftKings, he's pretty cheap over on FanDuel as well. I think uh, I'm pushing all my chips in on uh, C-Mac. All right. Hey, I don't hate it at that price point especially. 6400 again, probably $1,000 too cheap for his role. So, outside of McCaffrey, any interest in this passing game? They bring in DJ Moore. They get Greg Olson back. Obviously, we saw Funches take a step up. And we know the upside of Cam Newton uh, potentially against a bad Dallas defense. You know, some people are saying it's improved, it's better. Uh, we'll see what that brings. So the rest of Carolina and then hit on the Dallas side. You know, what do we do with, with Ezekiel Elliott? High price tag. The guy gets it done in pretty much every single week he takes the field. Is he a guy you want to run it back with on the other side if you're stacking Carolina? Not a ton of interest in uh, Cam Newton's wideouts outside of Greg Olson. You know, throughout his career, he's leaned heavily on him, and the receivers have kind of been, you know, pushed uh, to the back burner a little bit. I do like the talent of Funches, but uh, for me, I like Cam Newton. I like Greg Olson, and one of my favorite stacks this week is to pair up Cam Newton with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, if his touchdowns end up coming through the air, um, then you can definitely capitalize on that, and it should help uh, negate uh, McCaffrey's ownership a little bit because I don't think a lot of people are going to look to pair him up with his quarterback. As far as the Cowboys go, I'm just not on this team at all. You know, Ezekiel Elliott, they're saying they're going to get him the ball uh, in space a little bit more this season. Uh, he's going to have a bigger role in the passing game, but until I see it, I'm not going to believe it. Um, I'm just worried about the game flow, and he's just one of those guys that when they're winning, uh, he's going to have big games, but the offensive line, that's uh, a little bit of a concern. They don't have any sort of pass catchers. Um, so, yeah, I'm not really high on this Cowboys offense at all. All right, Chop, you're our resident Texan here on the pod. So, Cowboys, uh, how are we attacking them? And then hit on Derek's point. Are you willing to push all your chips in the middle for Christian McCaffrey, or are you going to pump the brakes here a little bit? Uh, for the Cowboys on offense, yeah, man, I'm, I'm really leery of their the, – the, the, man. But then again, like – what what are what are they really missing from their receiving core this year that they had last year that was so good? I mean, a washed up Des Bryant that nobody wants to sign, and fifty year old Jason Witten who really literally just hobbled down the middle of the field. That's good, but like I don't think you're missing a ton here, you know. So I'm okay with a. Uh, like, when I look at Dallas last year, I really didn't want to roster a lot of Dak anyway or his pass catchers. So, uh, I probably won't do that again either. Right, right now to start the year. Although I do think, pay attention to Rico Gathers. If they end up giving him some snaps in this game, he's going to be a heck of an option moving forward. But Elliott's the guy you would want if you want anybody. But at that price tag, I can pass. So let's just – I want to get to McCaffrey. I got to, I'm trying to spit it out so we can get to McCaffrey. <laughs> so, what's, so what's different about McCaffrey this year that 
that wasn't there last year when he tried to run in, in the middle of the tackles. Like, like, I don't know if he gained any Superman abilities all of a sudden, but he couldn't hit, he could not hit a hole last year in the middle of that field for nothing. So I'm a little leery of, of going all in on this guy in this week. First of all, I think the Dallas defense is a little bit underrated here in this spot. If, if we assume that they're going to be healthy, which Sean Lee looks healthy, Jalen Smith looks healthy. And Cam Newton struggles with pressure anyway. They've got some guys who can pressure the passer. So, Sean Lee's a great neutralizer out there for a guy like McCaffrey. I don't know, man. I I'm, I'm, I'm definitely wouldn't push my chips all in. I do agree it's a great salary, though. The salary is the one thing that's driving me to McCaffrey this week. Otherwise, I may just fade him. But I think this game in general looks like an ugly, like just a drag of a game right here. I don't, I don't like the 43 as an over-under. I think it's under that. I think it's just an ugly game. So I don't have a lot of exposure to this game at all. Yeah, it's a definitely low total. It's been bet down even. So it started up there and people are taking the under on this game. So agree. You know, it's not a game I'm going to go out of my way to stack. McCaffrey, I'm still trying to figure out, do I want to be over the field? Do I want to take an underweight approach? And I think that one will come down to Sunday for me. But you guys all make valid points on him. You know, it's enticing Derek, the upside. They want to get him the ball. We'll see. And then Zeke, like you talked about, is he going to be a pass catcher or not? So a lot of unveils in this one. A very interesting football game to watch. I don't know how much interest I'll have uh, in DFS this week. All right, our last afternoon game, Redskins, Cardinals. Shop, let's go to you here. I'm just going to say, I, I think the Cardinals are, are being overlooked here. I've kind of said that over the last few months, and everyone's expecting to be a bad team. Do I, do I take David Johnson in my drafts? I think this dude's going to ball out. He's one of my favorite running backs on the week, and with the salaries, you can fit. Johnson, Kamara, pretty easily if you want to go that route, or Gronk. However you want to do it, you can get this guy in your lineup. But I think we see vintage David Johnson here. So he's one of my favorite plays. Washington, Alex Smith coming in. How do they attack this pretty good Cardinals defense? Yeah, so uh, Washington against Arizona. Alex Smith, interesting matchup here for him and his uh, Redskins debut. Uh, I don't know if you saw the uh, – the tweet earlier from Gruden, but he said he wouldn't mind getting Adrian Peterson 40 carries. <laughs> so, you know what, guys? I mean, I'm just going to say it, man. Everybody thinks this guy's washed and that he's dust. I don't, I don't know, man. Who are we to say that? He's, he's obviously kept himself in great shape uh, his whole life. So, I, I don't know that he's dust, man, just yet. Uh, if he's going to get some work, I think there's I think there's reason to look into that guy, Adrian Peter. You just never know. But I would definitely rather have him on FanDuel where you don't have to worry about the point per reception and you're just worried about touchdown equity because I think if they do get around the goal line, he's the guy. But I think I look at Rob Kelly and, and we see Peterson's the better running back to be on the field, uh, non-pass catching situations, and Chris Thompson coming off of a major injury. I don't know how that's going to work. So I don't, I don't, I'm not terribly – unthrilled with taking Peterson. I don't, I don't mind that at all. Don't want Alex Smith. He's a game manager. Uh, Crowder's, you know, he's interesting. PPR stuff. Josh Dotson, I don't want any piece of. He couldn't get it done last year or the year before that. Don't want any, any of that. Paul Richardson, kind of interesting. The really interesting guy is Jordan Reed if he's healthy. He's a dynamic tight end for only 4K. He's in the same category as Kelsey and Gronkowski if he's healthy, and he's half the price almost. So, Jordan Reed, and on the flip side, David Johnson is one of the top two or three running backs this week. Can fire that one up. As for the rest of these guys, I'll probably pass on Fitzgerald and Bradford and all those guys. 
All right, Derek, wrap us up here on the afternoon slate. Thoughts on David Johnson, the Cardinals, and then any interest in the Washington side here? I just read a blurb on Roto World that I never thought I'd see again. Jordan Reed, not on the Redskins injury report. Uh, Love it. I I, I got high hopes for Jordan Reed this season. If he can stay healthy, and it's always an if, but we know that dude's got upside, so he's of interest to me. Yeah, the best thing about DFS, it's only one week, so we don't have to rely on him staying healthy the rest of the year. We just need him healthy in this one game. Uh, He's probably my favorite punt at the position uh, this week. As far as the rest of the Redskins, I'll probably just take a wait-and-see approach. I mean, AP, if you're going to play him, probably play him week one. Uh, I don't think he's going to be a guy that's going to be able to handle 20 carries uh, a game the rest of the year. I just There's so many good values uh, in this slate that I don't think I can go to AP. Alex Smith, uh, you know, he's a good game manager. I think uh, he's going to be good for some of these uh, pass catchers, but uh, Patrick Peterson is likely going to be on Richardson or Doxson. Just want to look at Crowder, that's fine. Probably just going to be Reed for me. Then I uh, agree with you guys, Dust, or David Johnson. Uh, I think it's in a great spot. You know, he hurt his wrist, so it's not like he hurt uh, his ACL or anything like that. He should be just fine. Uh, he's got to be itching to be back out there again. One of the best running backs in the NFL two years ago. So, yeah, he's my, he's my guy this week. He and Kamara my one and two at running back, and that's really about it for me in this game. All right, little news as we came, we're doing the pod. Adrian Peterson was confirmed as the week one starter. So there you go, Chop. He's going to get 40 oh, carries. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Roll him out. Maybe we can uh, – I don't know if I want to put him in the bet with, with Gillisley. And uh, Derek's – who is Derek's boy? I already forgot from part so, one. No, that was not. Chris and Michael was not. Chris and Michael. Yeah, that's this guy. That's this guy. So, hey, guys, you got Michael. You got the other guy. I got Peterson. That's our bet. <laughs> and also, yeah, no, I'll pass on that one. <laughs> I've, I've sunk enough dollars into Mike Gillisley in my life. So, And then one more quick note, Saquon Barkley not listed on the Giants injury report. So sounds like he is ready to roll. All right, let's move on. Sunday night hammer. My boys, Green Bay Packers at home against – a very intriguing team to me, Derek, in the Chicago Bears. You know, a remade offense. They, they got rid of John Fox. They bring in Matt Nagy. I'm expecting big things out of this offense. Allen Robinson arrives. Anthony Miller arrives. Trey Burton arrives. And Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen, both guys I'm very high on. So I'm going to say this. It would not shock me to see Chicago come in here and compete with Green Bay and maybe catch them off guard. You know, it could be – a big un, a big unveil of this whole new offense that, that Green Bay's not ready for. So I have a lot of interest in the Bears uh, in a Sunday night primetime slate. Green Bay, we know. You, you know it's Aaron Rodgers. You know it's Adams. The running game. Jamal Williams going to get his shot. Bears, Packers, Derek, as you can see, I'm excited. There's a lot to this game. But I have a lot of interest in the Chicago side. So you're saying the Bears are going to beat your Packers? I, I mean – Again, if I'm betting, I'm taking the points. I will say that. I like it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I like the I like the Bears this year as well. Not really sure what to expect from them. Week one on the road in Green Bay, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think Trey Burton's going to be the guy I look to early on in the season. Allen Robinson, big fan of him when he was with the Jags. Um, you know, Trubisky going to see if he can take that next step forward. Sort of a game manager last year, and Jordan Howard. They're saying he's going to be a, uh, a threat out of the backfield, catching the ball. For me, just going to be a wait-and-see approach. So I haven't done a ton of uh, ton of a deep dive into this game yet, but I do like the Packers side. You know, Aaron Rodgers is going to be one of the better cash game options in the full 16-game slate uh, if you're playing that. 
And if you're playing the prime time, so you can definitely look at Rogers. Devonte Adams just seems too cheap across the industry. Love him. Uh, kind of sounds like uh, the Packers might be shopping Randall Cobb. Is that still going on? Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to take on that salary is a problem. But uh, as for the salary on DraftKings, 4700 very appealing. Geronimo Allison, a, a guy that I have high hopes for. I, I think he can be a, a guy, and Rodgers really likes Geronimo Allison. He's only 3900 So I think you can look to any of those guys. Uh, Jimmy Graham, the big new weapon in town, he's only 4800 So a lot of ways that you can stack Aaron Rodgers is the point there, and plenty of guys to run it back with with the Bears. So, Derek, any more on this game? We're going over to Chop. Oh, go over to Chop. I do like uh, Jamal Williams. I think he's certainly fine. All right, Chop. Again, a lot of interest in this game. What do you think? I'm going to disagree with you on thinking Uh-oh. that the Bears can Uh-oh. compete here. I think Green Bay is going to uh, cover that spread. Uh, I think they've got a superior team here. I'm not sold on Chicago just yet. I don't. I don't particularly like too many of their weapons at all. I, I, I mean, who can I turn to? Maybe, maybe Tariq Cohen if I think he's going to be the pass catching guy. Because I don't think it's going to be a. I don't think Chicago is going to be playing with a lead or even for very long. So I don't know if they're just going to pound Jordan Howard. I don't. I don't particularly like. Any of the, maybe Trey Burton, but you know, otherwise, I think Green Bay's got an improved defense and improved secondary, and I think it's going to show up in this game. I think Rodgers can go anywhere, he's the best quarterback in the game. I know Khalil Mack is new, but uh, that's going to be you know disadvantageous here in the first game. I think he's going to try to get his feet under him. He hadn't been in camp all, all year long, so yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers picks him apart, like you said, can go anyway. Uh, I don't want to trust a running back here, so I'd stick to the wide receivers and the tight ends, Jimmy Graham, Adams, you know, St. Brown, if you want to go that route, those kind of guys, I'm fine with that. But Aaron Rodgers is going to pick them apart, man. All right, let's move on to Monday night. We got the Jets and the Lions in the opener of Monday night doubleheader. So, Chop, the Lions come in. Honestly, you know, a lot of questions in the preseason. I live in the area, and it's not looked pretty. So, can they get it going here in the Jets? Sam Darnold, youngest starting quarterback we've seen, I believe, since the merger at just 21 years old. So, Lions defense, is that of interest, or can Darnold come in here and make something happen? No, I think anytime you get a rookie corner, uh, rookie quarterback and he doesn't have, like, totally reliable weapons like this or a great coaching staff, sure, you can turn to the defense, the other defense there. So, yeah, the Lions are just definitely in play. And a guy making this and I nice numbers in the preseason for Darnold, but that's just the preseason guys. Pump the brakes on that, you know. This is going to be a whole different ball game here. So, absolutely, Detroit's defense is in play, uh, and because of that, and because of the rookie quarterback and the lack of weapons around him, I'm not so sure I want any of the Jets' offense at all. So that's probably a hard pass for me being in Detroit like this. Uh, for the Lions, I think you turn to. Uh, the usual suspects, Stafford, I don't, you know, running backs are going to be a toss-up here. Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, Galladay. So there's no tight end I want to take here. It's those three receivers. What I've uh, read earlier in the preseason or whatever was a, a quick blurb about how Marvin Jones isn't wasn't nearly as good last year when Galladay was on the field. So maybe that holds true. Maybe there's something to that. Tate's your most reliable PPR guy. Uh, but I think, you know, you could take a chance with any of them and pair them with Stafford. I think I think they're that's where they're going to score points in this game. Yeah, and the running situation there, you know, I love on Johnson, but I don't think they're just going to hand it to him right away. So you got to deal with Blunt taking the, the goal line touches. you got to deal with Riddick 
as the PPR back. And, and to me, it sounds like a three-way committee. So tough for me to get too excited about those Lions running backs. Derek, Lions, Jets, what do you got? Yeah, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. This one's ugly. Um, <laughs> and the problem is it's a primetime slate. So if you're playing the primetime slate, you got to play some of these guys. Uh, the Jets can't really trust Darnold in his first start on the road. So I can't really trust his pass catchers. I know uh, we know we like Robbie Anderson quite a bit last year. And Noonwaf showed up quite a bit. Uh, Terrell Pryor was a guy that we poured one out for uh, a number of times last season. Then they have that timeshare in the backfield with Crowell and Powell. So nothing of interest on the Jets side. And then you guys mentioned the timeshare with the running backs uh, from the Lions. Blunt's going to handle the short yardage stuff. Uh, Johnson might get the early down roll, but uh, Riddick's going to be the third down pat guy. So just not a lot to love here. I mean, Stafford's fine as a as a play, and you know some of his weapons are, are okay, Jones or Tate or Galladay. But overall, I'm not too interested in this game. All right, let's wrap it up with the last game of the week, the late Monday night game. We got the Rams going into Oakland in, in a tale of two teams. You got the young, high-flying Rams against the, the senior citizens there in Oakland, Derek. <laughs> so John Gruden making his debut. Any shot here to dethrone the, the, the high-powered Rams offense? I mean, maybe he knows something that we don't, but I have no idea what Gruden is doing right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> well, I, I don't know, but um, <laughs> but yeah, he's right. I, he's right. I mean, how the hell do you ship Khalil Mack out of town? I mean, we can talk about that even. Like, what? What? I don't know what this team's doing. And, yeah. and then they they sign Brandon LaFell. It's like, I I swear you got to be thirty two years old to to play in this team. But yeah, they're trying knows? to get older and slower. They got Doug Martin back. Uh, Marshawn Lynch. I, mean, I don't. I don't know what this team's doing. Uh, not a ton of interest in the Raiders offense. As far as the the Rams go, I mean, it's the usual suspects. I mean, Todd Gurley, uh, Bell Cow back. Uh, he's going to be one of the best running backs in, in the football this year. I think you can play him with confidence. And in that three-game primetime slate, I mean, you just want to start your lineups with Gurley and uh, build from there. Uh, you got Brandon Cooks as a new uh, replacement for Sammy Watkins. I think he's going to be interesting. But uh, for now, until uh, they develop a rapport, uh, I'm going to trust uh, Goff's weapons in Cup and Robert Woods. And that's about it for me. Yeah, it's, it's intriguing on DraftKings. Woods is the higher price at 62. Cook's in the middle at 56. Cup the cheapest at 52. I prefer Cup, but it's going to be a situation every week where just not sure who it is. But just thought it, thought it was interesting that Cook's was not more expensive than Woods. So, Chop, same question to you. The young guys against the old guys here. Any interest here in the senior citizen side? Uh, yeah, Amari Cooper is intriguing to me in general this year. I think that maybe they feature him a little bit more, and he's got the talent to do. He gets a bad knock for dropping a lot of passes, but uh, you know he's going to catch a lot of long, long passes also. So, uh, Amari Cooper is a guy I think you could turn to. He's about the only guy on this offense. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's about the only guy I could even possibly vaguely look at is Amari Cooper, but I do like him though. On the flip side, LA's just got so many, so many weapons. Uh, yeah, I think you do start your showdown build with Todd Gurley or your primetime slate with Todd Gurley and, and work it from there. I, I agree. It's going to be a toss up all year long. I think uh, people kind of underestimate Brandon Cooks. He's really good when, when put in the right spot. So 
I think they'll find a way to use him. He's better than Sammy Watkins was, so he can't help but to draw a little bit away from Woods and Cup. And but I think like every week is just going to be different for those guys. Everybody's going to thrive in different game sets. So who it's going to be from week to week is really tough to fi- find out. But I think Gurley's the one constant on the offense, so you go with him. And yeah, so Cooper and Gurley are the two guys I really like. All right, that'll wrap us up here for the 16 games on week one. So hope you guys enjoyed the analysis. Hopefully it helps you guys build better lineups, but we're not done yet. Chop, you've been chopping at the bit here to, to get some hot takes and some bold calls in. So I know you bit your tongue a few times. So let's start with you. Let, let's wrap this baby up however you want to wrap it up. Hot takes, bold calls. Give us something good here, Chop. Yeah, just my bold call was, uh, you know, you kind of hit on it already. The Cleveland is going to as a – well, now it's down to like four points at home against Pittsburgh. I thought they would win – I thought they would win this game outright before the Le'Veon Bell news, you know, uh, being highly questionable in this game. I think not only does Cleveland win, but I kind of held it in a little bit. I didn't want to give too much away, but I actually think Josh Gordon does not start in this game, but – it's just cosmetic and that he comes in, and when he does come in, he absolutely annihilates Pittsburgh, and Josh Gordon has a monster game, and Cleveland wins this thing. All right. It's pretty hot, pretty bold. I agree. I think Cleveland can win this game, no doubt. I love that Josh Gordon calling. Everybody's going to be afraid to play him, and it's probably 1%, 2% owned and got as high of an upside as anybody in the league. So, Derek, what do you got? Bold calls, hot takes. Let's wrap this baby up. All right, this is a DFS uh, hot take or bold call, whatever you want to say. Uh, John Ross, A.J. Green, and T.Y. Hilton all go over 100 yards in the same game, and all three of them score a touchdown. Oh, stack it up. I like it. That's hot. I like it for sure. All right, I, I wasn't going to do it. I didn't want to do it. You guys <laughs> have forced my hand. I'm going to do it. Is it. I mean, we got to start the season off hot. Mike Gillisley, <laughs> New Orleans Saints. Not one touchdown, boys. He's going to score twice here in opening week against Tampa Bay Bucks. So that's my hot take. Got to stick with my boy. Glad to see him back with a job. We'll see. Hopefully, so I, uh, You're cheering for two troll touchdowns? Yep, that's right. So, Alvin Kamara owners, I'm very sorry, <laughs> but uh, Gillis Lee's going to get you. So that'll wrap it up, guys. We appreciate you tuning in. Again, if you missed out on part one, we covered the Thursday night game and kind of attacking – uh, that primetime slate, we covered the main slate, all the 1 o'clock games, so go and check that out. Again, Roto Academy course we just created, we recorded, talking about selecting quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, tight ends. So I think it's well worth your money. An introduction to beginners, I think it's a great tool for getting back into football mode. So if you enjoy the pod, go check that out. I promise you, you'll enjoy that. But For week one, guys, we are done. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. For Derek, for Chop, I am Beer again. Saying Salu, we'll get all your questions in next week. If you want to get a question on the show, go to Roto Grinders. Go to the direct messages. I am at Beer Makers Fan on there as well. Send me a direct message, and we'll be answering some of your questions, creative ones. Let's let's have some fun with it. Doesn't have to be football. You want to know. You know what? How how what does Chop like to drink? We found out it's Snapple from from 1980 earlier. I didn't say I liked it. I didn't say I liked it. I just said it was on sale. And so, you want to know some about the OGs? Ask those questions as well. But we'll look for the creative ones. But excited to be back, guys. 
Any final thoughts here before we get out of here? Derek, go for it, man. Uh, no, I'm excited to get started. And yeah, if you do want to check out that Roto Academy course, uh, you can either go to my Twitter page at RG underscore notorious or go to rotogrinders.com slash Roto Academy. Got a lot of great content. Uh, in addition to our video, there's a number of other uh, great courses out there. So if you're looking to improve your game uh, strategy wise, be sure to check that out. There you go. Chop, any final thoughts while you're chugging that Snapple? It was on sale, man. I had two $4 snapples. I had to rack them up. I just you know, I had to go for it. But I'm stoked, man. Football's back. Not only is not only is football back, college football's back, too. This is just a great time, great time of the year for us as football fans. So I'm totally looking forward to binging out on snacks and snapple on my couch on Saturday and Sunday. Agreed. Glad football is glad, back and glad to be back doing this pod with you guys. And as Snapple's on sale, Mike Gillisley also on sale. Get him in those lineups. But that'll do it here for week one, guys. Again, appreciate you tuning in. And we'll see you right back here on the DFS OG's pod on Roto Grinders for week two. Good luck, guys.